Hello, and welcome back to the Not Your Basic Fitspo podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In today's episode, I interview Winay, who is a certified meditation teacher, a holistic counselor, a mom of three boys, and has been through an incredibly transformative journey that she is going to share with us today. So without further ado, I'm going to bring her on. I hope you enjoy this episode. Reach out if you have any questions. Claire. Three, two, one. Hello, hello. Hi. I am so happy to have you here after what this is like take three, take five. I'm not even sure now. Yeah. Yeah. I lost count. (laughs) So many, we had a, for those listening, we've had a few technical difficulties, uh, trying to get this podcast up and running but here we are and I am so excited to have you here um excited too thank you I was like how's it going how's your uh how's your week going so far oh my week is going good um it's funny that we had technical difficulties because I think I've been having logistical difficulties with everything (laughs) this week so yeah, that's the kind of week I'm having. But I was gonna say, what are you good. putting out in the universe right now? <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, I'm doing renovations at home, so random stuff. It's just <laughs> happening. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I'm glad that we say we finally had this chance. Like, I've been dying to get you on here for so long. Um, I've been like secretly like, well, I guess not secretly because I message you, but, you know, cheerleading you along um, in the sidelines, like walking your journey. Like I love your page. I love following you on Instagram. Um, For those who, when we're we're finished this, I'm going to pop um, Winnie's details in the um, episode caption at the end so everybody can give her a follow and see what I'm talking about. But your page just like radiates like – I don't know. It's just happiness, like positive energy, possibility. Like You know what I mean? Like you just see it and you just immediately feel hope and you feel good and energized and all that. So I just want to hear more. Um, you know, I read, obviously I read all your posts and I kind of follow along, but I haven't really sat down and chatted with you to hear more about it. Um, so why don't you take us to the beginning? Um, for those who don't know, like maybe say, you know, right. to, yeah, like start from the beginning and when you get to the end, stop. You know how it works. <laughs> okay. So this is the Cliff Notes version. Yes. <laughs> but um, I'm Wene. And um, the beginning, I guess, well, the beginning of my brand, which is A Little Girl Grows Up, was 2015. Um, but that was actually five years into my mental health and wellness journey. So um, in 2010, I hit like a rock bottom. I attempted suicide. Um, obviously, I wasn't successful. And then I found out I was pregnant. So my life was just, just crazy. Um, and so I have started or in 2015 i started to share my journey from that place of brokenness to um where i was at that point which was beginning a journey of of healing 
it took me five years to actually like do the work, you know, to start doing the work. And so I um, started a blog called Little Girl Grows Up and that grew into, um, I like to call it a community or a support network for women. Um, we, we have quarterly sip and shares. Um, you know, we, I've, I've hosted retreats and different events. Um, and in 2018, I started um, my certification to become a holistic therapist. And I finished that last year, so in 2019. And so here I am now in 2020, not only do I have this blog, which has now evolved more into a vlog, I kind of just talk on Instagram a lot. <laughs> um, but I, I have, you know, the social media um, platforms, but I also have a business now that comes under A Little Girl Grows Up, where I provide um, alternative wellness solutions um, for people who are really looking to change their lives, to heal from trauma, um, address patterns of behavior that no longer serve them, and just really live their best, most healthy life possible. So wow. I think that beginning to end. <laughs> Here I am. Uh, so, technical difficulty again. Um, I uh, I don't think I knew as far back. Um, would you say, like, thank you for sharing that. Um, would you say, like, having your son? You have one one son, right? Am I wrong? No, I actually have three. I have I have a nine year old, and then I also have six year old twins. So there's three little boys. <laughs> You know what? I don't think I realized that. That is incredible. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot, but it is incredible. I'm grateful. Yes, <laughs> and to do all of this, like on top of being a mom. I mean, being a mom is tough. You know what I mean? Like, it's an incredible yeah. journey, but it's it's it is tough, and it's really hard to prioritize yourself. And it is, you know. And so for you, like, not only mentally transforming yourself when you probably had every excuse or every reason to you know go the opposite way as well as as physically transform yourself too you know i think that's incredible um you know because a lot of people like in your shoes may you know come up with excuses or you know use it as a reason to not, um, you know, prioritize themselves, which I know a lot of us struggle yeah. with, which obviously is where you come in to help and empower people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, um, what type of people do you attract? Like, who do you, like, is it kind of like a whole, whole different group of people or do you have like a specific um, client that comes to you? I think I have a, a, a wide variety of people. Of course, I, um, I cater to women because I am a woman. And so I think that that's important. Um, I have had male clients, but I am most comfortable with women because I understand our experience. Um, so as far as the type of person, I would say it's, it's usually someone who's been carrying an unresolved trauma and that is manifesting in all kinds of crazy ways in their life. They come to a point where they know they're no longer um, happy and fulfilled, or maybe they've never 
been happy and fulfilled. Um, and they finally recognize it, but they don't know how to change their life. They don't know what to do to change from being unfulfilled to live in a life of joy. And so most times they come to me in that space. They're like, I know something's off. I know I need to do something. I don't know exactly what to do. Um, can you help me? And that's where I come in and we do a lot of self-reflection um, because self-awareness is literally the key. Like if you're not self-aware, then you're just kind of wandering aimlessly. So we do a lot of that type of work. I don't I don't counsel people and tell them what to do. I'm not going to tell someone to leave their job or, or leave their marriage or any of those kinds of things. I, I work with people to look within so that they can figure out what they need to do for themselves. Um, so I guess in a nutshell, the type of person that comes to me, my ideal client is someone who is aware that they need to change and willing to do the work. Yeah, I I love that. I, I wanted to slow clap that entire time. Um, just from, say, from my own, and, and like this episode um, is, is not about me, but, uh, you know, for those who do want to, if you want to refer back, my first podcast episode does share my own journey. And, you know, I really felt that because that was something that was pivotal in my own own like transformative journey like both physically and mentally was the like the ability to be self-aware or just becoming more aware that I was in control of my thoughts and you know that the power was within me to change it like you know instead of blaming the outside world and blaming conditions like taking that power um you know and just changing your direction um so yeah I, I can really uh relate to that. Like I, I felt that pretty deep. Um, and saying like, women are, glad. Yeah. yeah, like I think that's why, like, I've always just really felt drawn to you. Um, you know, just cause I can like, obviously not the same, um, not the same journeys whatsoever, but can kind of like relate in certain ways. Um, you know, and going back to, you know, the beginning of your journey, like, was there, Obviously, like, I'm sure the suicide attempt was a bit of a wake up call. Would you say like that was your pivotal point or was it more like finding out? Was this your first son that you found that you were pregnant with? Yes, so this was my first son. Um, the suicide attempt was definitely pivotal. And so for, you know, context, um, I had been in a five year on and off again, toxic relationship. Um, the you know, my boyfriend was a criminal, a gangster, you know, um, I don't know how to, call, what to call him, but he was, you know, he was caught up in that lifestyle. And so subsequently I ended up caught up in that lifestyle and um, I ended up charged with conspiracy to commit theft. And it was a crime that um, would have commanded a five-year prison sentence or could have commanded a five-year prison sentence. And so here I was, you know, a college graduate, you know, comes from this beautiful, you know, middle-class home, Christian family. Like, how did I sink to that, um, to that level? And how was I going to pull myself out of that? And so these were the thoughts and feelings that were um, kind of in my mind at the time of, of my 
suicide attempt. And so I didn't even realize that I was depressed. Um, I just felt like it would be easier to not be here than rebuild my life. Um, the, you know, the boyfriend had moved to the UK. So he was like scot-free and I was here to deal with this crime that um, I really shouldn't have been left to deal with. <laughs> um, so I felt really hopeless and I didn't know what to do. Um, so that's where the suicide came in. Um, and I'll never forget. So I, I attempted suicide by taking like 200 pills. I took all of my dad's medication. He's a diabetic and he had high blood pressure. So I just took everything <laughs> and chased it with vodka and then was like waiting <laughs> to see what would happen. Um, and my mom, thankfully, she kind of caught me um, and they realized that I had taken all of his medication. So um, they got me to the hospital before like I slipped into a coma um, or anything like that. And I don't remember what was going on in the hospital, but I woke up three days later in the intensive care unit. My stomach had been pumped. I was hooked up to like the IVs and all the drips and stuff. And I share that because it was in that moment, I just looked around this sterile room. It was just me and God. And I didn't even know what to call God at that time. Um, but I knew that there was a purpose. Like I, I wanted to die, but God didn't want me to. <laughs> so I'm here, you know? Um, and that was the pivotal moment. Um, a few months later, I ended up getting pregnant or actually probably like a month later, <laughs> I ended up getting pregnant. And, um, I just felt like that was God again, you know, because I really needed something to focus on, something to live for, because I was still on bail awaiting sentencing for this for this trial. Um, and I was still depressed and I was still like not in a good place in life. And so I needed something. And I believe God gave me my son just to help me hold on, you know. Um, I don't know how my life would have went if I didn't have uh, my son, his name's Skylar, if I didn't have Skylar to um, give me hope. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I said that was, uh, yeah, that was deep. I, I, I could feel my, my tears welling there. Um, <laughs> honestly, sorry. no, I, I, I appreciate it. Um, you know, not, not very many people are brave enough to like be vulnerable and share their story and, you know, to do so in the hopes that like you can help someone else because like people, yeah. I think the problem is people think like they feel hopeless. They feel alone. Like nobody understands, like there's this place you get to and, you know, having been through it yourself, like you can, you know, connect to other people, let them know, that they're not alone, that there is another way, you know, and it sometimes seems like doing the work yourself and rebuilding yourself may be the hardest thing ever. And like it is, but it's so worth it, you know, and it's, yeah. it's just like, I, I find when you tap into your own gift, like it is like a calling, like you, we all have a gift. Like I, I truly believe that we are all called to this planet, like with a gift. And it's just once we tap into it, you know, you're unstoppable. Yeah. It's like how you see people, 
you know, composing music or athletes out there or, you know, like the motivational speakers or the people, you know, like Martin Luther King Jr., people out here who are born with these, that's like to name a few, there's many people, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like we're all have these gifts inside of us. And sometimes I feel like when we stray so far from them and do like the opposite, that's when you get that, you know what I mean? Just that feeling like, like you're just like everything's all messed up like you're just in the wrong direction like you can you can sense it right and everything's all off like I yeah. I definitely did, wasn't planning on shifting this this way but this is like my favorite stuff to talk about a lot of the time um so yeah I really appreciate that um like so moving forward because you, you've only been so right now being a it's a holistic holistic coach right holistic holistic therapist therapist thank the you is the way to say it. that's what my that's what my that's what my piece of paper says so <laughs> you're so much more it's like it's what you are on a piece of paper right um how long have you been doing that so like officially i've been doing it for a year um i think unofficially i've been doing it for i would say five years but I, I got to the point, you know, where I felt like I needed some type of certification if I was going to accept money from people <laughs> for it. Um, so that's when I decided, you know, that I would go and, and get certified. So technically a year, but, you know, unofficially, it's been five years um, since I've been doing that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and like you said, it's, it's hard to say when you're when you have like a title on a piece of paper. Like to try and explain to people what you do, it's like, it's so much more than this. I feel like I need to like put on like a Broadway show to like give you the entire picture, like do a whole song and dance. And you know what I mean? Like I even yeah. feel the same way. Yeah. Like when I tell people I'm a nutrition coach, I'm like, that can get lost in translation. Whereas like, I yeah, feel like I do. Yeah. Like I feel like I do a lot more too. And you know, so um, let's say again, that's why it's so awesome having you on here to explain kind of more about what you do. Um, now, going into like, you know, your physical journey, that's something obviously yeah. it's a, you know, fitness podcast and stuff too. So yeah, that is something I definitely wanted to chat about um, because yeah. I've watched you like just bit by bit, keep showing up, getting your workouts in. And like, you know, it's kind of mm -hmm. just been this thing where from what I see, you've been having fun kind of doing this stuff for you and then doing these before and after pictures where you're like, Oh, Hey, look, I've dropped all these dress sizes. And yeah, that's exactly how it's going. <laughs> yes. So tell me about this fitness journey. You are training with Servio who is a yeah. trainer in Bermuda. Um, you know, I know him from back in my bodybuilding days and can't say enough good things about him. Um, so yeah, tell, tell yeah. me how like this whole journey started. Okay, well, to be honest, this journey actually started five years ago, too. So this is the funny part. The same year that I started the podcast, um, prior to, not sorry, not podcast. Oh, my gosh, am I speaking something into existence? Um, the same year that I started the blog, um, 2015, earlier that year, I had gone on a trip, right? I went to LA for the first time. And when I got on the airplane, I had to get an extension for the seatbelt. And I was like, what the hell? Like, you know, it, and, and, and to be fair, I had just had twins and stuff, but I was always overweight. So that kind of 
was like, what? And so then while I'm out there, there was an event that I had to go to where, you know, you had to dress up. And my mentor, who I was traveling with, she was like, I'm going to take you somewhere to get you some Spanx. And I was like, Spanx? Like, I don't need Spanx. That stuff's uncomfortable. And she was like, I just want you to see the difference. So I'm saying, this girl is crazy. <laughs> so anyway, she took me. She bought me Spanx. I wore the Spanx. After I got back in the hotel room from that event, I just cried and cried and cried because I was like, what? It Like, how did I get here? You know, to not being able to fit in the airplane seat and um, needing Spanx. I mean, even slim people need Spanx, right? It's, it's your preference. But it just hit me where she was saying, you don't, you would look better if, if you changed or something, you know? I don't know if I'm making any sense. Um, but between those two things, it just played on my mind. So when I got back to Bermuda, at the time I was married and I told my husband, like, I, I need to exercise, I need a trainer. And just so happened, Servio had just burst onto the scene. I am so proud to say that I'm his first actual real client outside of like family. I think he was training his no sister. No way. That is so cool. I had no idea about yeah. that at all. Yeah. So we actually started training from his house. Um, he wasn't like at Seaview or anywhere. He like was just still doing his certifications and stuff. And um, I actually knew his sister. His sister told me about him. And I was like, okay. So I would get up at five and go to his house. Um, and he'd have me doing all this crazy stuff at his house. <laughs> he, so, he does not like, he is, he's not an easy trainer. Like I, I've seen his workouts. He makes you work. <laughs> yeah. He makes you work. He made me work. And so um, with him, when I started, I was um, almost 360 pounds. And so we worked out for a solid year. Um, he then moved to Seaview. You know, he got an actual gym to work out of. So I joined Seaview and I was just going hard. I, I'm the type of person when I commit, I commit. But um, my motive for this commitment was all superficial. I was embarrassed because I had to get that seatbelt extension and I vowed the next time I got on an airplane, I was not going to have to ask for that extension. And so that was what was motivating me. And it worked, right? It worked because I lost 70 pounds. Then um, life happened. I ended up getting a divorce from my husband, you know, becoming a single mom on one income. So the first thing I cut was personal training, which really should not be the first thing you cut. <laughs> um, but that was the first thing I cut. And I thought I had the discipline to keep exercising without the PT sessions. And I didn't. So the next thing that went was the healthy eating. And before I knew it, a year had gone by, I had gained half of the weight back. Then um, my brother died unexpectedly. And I went back to being depressed. And food has always been my boo. <laughs> like it never fails me. <laughs> so I just ate my way um, through that experience for like six months. I would eat and drink and sleep. And, you know, I took care of my kids because I had to, but 
it was a really, really dark place. And so um, I looked up, two years had passed and I was 347 pounds. So I was almost back to the 360. And I was just like, so embarrassed to go back to Serbia, you know, cause all along, you know, we stayed friends. So he saw me gaining the weight <laughs> and he would say, nay, Ben, you're ready. Like, when you're ready. And I would say, oh, I'm walking or, oh, I'm doing the jump rope challenge or something that I, you know, committed to for five seconds. Um, and so long story short, in um, November of last year, just before my birthday, I was like, okay, this is not a physical problem anymore. I mean, obviously it is, but it's a mental and emotional problem. Um, you're struggling with being disciplined. You're struggling with knowing that you are worthy of being healthy. And you're struggling with managing your emotions. So as a therapist, because I had just gotten my, you know, certification where I could call myself that, I felt like a hypocrite. Um, and so I just started working out again quietly didn't tell anybody, was just like exercising. And then in February, I, well, in January, I reached out to Starview and I was like, I'm going on vacation. And when I come back, like I'm ready. So from February until now, I've just been going. And I have no, I don't have a scale in my house. I, I, my scale broke. <laughs> I think, you know, seeing that 347, I might've like, <laughs> manifested it to break because I was really angry <laughs> that's funny it's like literally it's just like no we don't need you anymore let's actually break you yeah like yeah yeah check you later but yeah I I don't have a scale so I just kept going to the gym and um in May I weighed in and I had lost 47 pounds and I was like wow oh my god like you know, because you don't know. If you're not getting on the scale every day, you really don't know. I knew that my clothes were fitting me better. Um, I knew that I wasn't absolutely out of breath, you know, every time I walked somewhere. Um, but I didn't know I lost 47 pounds. So, and that was in the midst of Bermuda's lockdown, um, working from home, homeschooling my kids. We were doing our workouts on Zoom for about a month. Um, but I just kept showing up and then I saw that result and it really, um, drove home the fact that consistency is king, right? If you just show up for yourself consistently, then you'll get the results. Um, and so now here we are a year, um, from when I last, well, when I started, so my birthday is in November, so we're just yep. about a year that and I've lost 67 pounds wow so, wow and all like I mean by, like without even really using the scale that often and just kind of doing it for yeah. you right yeah I I have anxiety about the scale when I knew that I was gonna weigh in because I decided okay I'm gonna weigh in before my birthday um I was like ill <laughs> because I've had such a negative um, relationship with my weight, you know, that I, I just didn't want to know. I remember being in high school and getting weighed and 
I think I was like 201 pounds, right? So I would kill to be 201 pounds today. But in high school, you know, like, why is the gym teacher weighing me and writing my weight on like the thing? So I've just, and I just remember like, you know, being among the heaviest in my class. And I just hated that number. So um, the scale still gives me anxiety. And as a therapist, I know that I can avoid things that give me anxiety and find ways to, you know, some things are unavoidable, but the scale definitely is avoidable. <laughs> so I've avoided it. And that's why you see me posting, you know, pictures in the same dress that I wore a year ago or whatever. Yeah, um, I so think that's amazing. Um, and, and you know what the thing is, like, the scale is probably the worst measure of progress. Like when it comes to, um, you know, monitoring your progress over time, the reason why most people quit is because they're freaking out every time the scale spikes and it's, it's yeah. going to spike. Like that is a guarantee. Like it's a guarantee. Even if you are eating healthy, even if you are exercising, even if you are eating in a calorie deficit, like every single day, you could, you know, eat a little extra fiber one day and be holding on to some extra waste. You know what I mean? And the scale's going to spike. Yeah. And, you know, people do, I think we get so caught up with it. And, you know, I used to get weighed in school too. And, you know, even at the doctor's office, and I'm pretty sure when I was like 12, I was told that I was like morbidly obese, even though I was like, I was just muscular. Like it, it you know, the BMI scale and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. And it can really mess with you. And just how I was just talking about this on a podcast with um, a friend the other day, most people, when they want to lose like weight or whatever, what they really want to lose is fat and not, or like, you know, lose fat, gain muscle. It's not actually the weight. I mean, like sometimes if you have like a lot to lose, like, yes, you may want to see the scale go down, obviously. But um, people don't quite understand that it's actually fat loss you want um, when you want to transform your body. And I love, it's one of the things I've loved the most about watching you is that you have, and, and side note is why I know you're going to just continue to succeed with this journey because I'm just watching the way you've been progressing and using non-scale victories as markers of progress, as well as like how clothes are fitting, how you're feeling, um, your relationship with food. I love how you, you know, you eat healthy, but at the same time, you're not afraid to treat yourself. Like there's this really fine little balance going on and you're showing yourself by going through it that you can, that you can do both and still live a healthy life. And that's really important to me because like I said, I lost a bunch of eight before, but I was eating like chicken breast and like half a cup of brown rice or something and um, broccoli every day, <laughs> you know? Um, and I wasn't enjoying the journey, you know? Um, I was enjoying getting the results and I was using that as validation to feel good about myself, but I wasn't enjoying the journey. And so now what I am most grateful for is, you know, I joke around all the time that I eat nachos once a week um, because I really like nachos. And I just don't think I should sacrifice that, you know, because life is meant to, 
to be enjoyed. And so I found this balance and I think it's more reflective of where I'm at in my life period. And it's overflowing into the wellness journey because I'm more balanced in, I'm just a more balanced person today than I was, you know, in 2015. So um, that makes me really happy because now I know that I found something sustainable because I've tried everything. Like, um, I, I swear I was in high school doing the South beach diet. Like <laughs> that one is brutal. I remember reading that for the first time. And I was like, I don't even think I like any of these foods. Cause I was young and I was like, I don't even, yeah. I, I didn't even eat vegetables. then. I was like, I can't stick to this thing. Right. <laughs> So, you know, I've tried every diet, like fat burners, like literally in high school, I was taking hydroxycut. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, this is not how it's supposed to be, you know? And so now I don't take anything and I've been tempted a couple times to like, you know, order some fat burners or something. You know, I've been tempted to do keto because... People are losing all this weight on keto, but I follow you and I know that I just have to be in a calorie deficit. So some days that looks like, you know, three balanced meals and other days it's nachos and margaritas, you know, and I'm still in a calorie deficit. So, that's it. Yeah. Honestly, that's it. And it, it's why I'm... Oh gosh, like I could scream it on the rooftop. Like I, there's just so much noise in this industry, um, you know. And and you, it, it's like a losing battle. I don't even want to call it a losing battle because you know I can end up influencing and helping people like yourself, yeah. you know, and and my clients. And you know, it's just really frustrating when I, you know, I'll post something about balance and and how you can have a donut. And you know, I had two cookies this morning. Like it's just. Sometimes I start my day with two cookies if I feel like it, you know, and, and to be able like to try and teach people this and then watch like the cover of a magazine say like lose 40 pounds in one week on keto. And I'm like, or watch, you know, even our, um, like our chain restaurant here, um, in Bermuda buzz, like I love that place. Like I, I do love their food and stuff, but like they have a keto mm -hmm. menu and people yeah. will go in there and order something from there and then probably end up eating more than what they would have because they think they've eaten something that's going to burn their fat away. Even though like a lot of the keto foods are really high in calories that people don't realize. And again, yeah. like if you like keto, if you're listening, like I'm not here to necessarily bash the diet. It's not my favorite. I'm not going to lie because I love carbs. But if you're someone that hates carbs and you really love the food, I mean, there are some good meals in there then, you know, you do you. But for the most part, right. like most people aren't going to, aren't going to like last with that. And circling back to what you said about the, you know, chicken breast and brown rice, like that is a, um, that's like a typical old school bro bodybuilding diet. And there are some really good things about it. Um, in the fact that it kind of teaches you how to create a balanced meal, like, you know, for health purposes, like, you know, you want to have your veggies, mm -hmm. you want to have your lean protein and your healthy carb. But, um, and I, I struggled with the same thing previously by following it is that when you have like, kind of like a meal plan, it's hard to know what to do when you're not on the meal plan. Like if you go out for dinner, you're like, well, have I messed up because I'm eating pizza or, 
you know, so that, that again is why I love, I, I love that you love the nachos too. I was going to say why I love flexible dieting so much. And like <laughs> nachos are, where, where's your favorite place to get them here in Bermuda? Boundary. Oh my goodness. Boundary at um, Southampton Princess. <sighs> I'm going to have to go there now that we're talking about it. <laughs> I was like, you can tell it's like getting close. Get like, well, I guess it's only three o'clock here, but I was like, it's getting kind of close to dinner time. Um, that's sounding so yeah. good right now. And see, I used to love the ones at Swizzle; those were my favorite. Um, oh, those are good. Too. The barbecue chicken, but I don't think I've tried them at Boundary yet. But I'm thinking I may need to do that soon. Yeah, I like them, but um, I'm just really grateful that I found this balance because. Without it, I wouldn't be able to consider this actually a health journey. Like, I feel like there's a difference between trying to lose weight and trying to be healthy. Um, and so it's so much more than just what I put in my mouth or how I move my body. It's the my thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's my habits. Am I kind to myself? Do I, you know, another thing I struggled with was resting, like, because I was so obsessed with losing the weight, I was like, you can't rest. You got to work out every single day, multiple times a day. And I did damage to my body. Like my knees are trash. Like, you know, because I was really killing myself. And and it's not my trainer's fault because he would say, okay, these days are rest days. And then I would go and do stuff <laughs> because I was obsessed with getting skinny and now I joke around and I say still not skinny and it's a joke but it's a reminder to myself that skinny isn't the goal you know even if I stay this size and get healthier like my cholesterol you know decreases my metabolism increases you know that is becoming healthy it's not about being skinny or weighing whatever I'm supposed to be, um, it's just about living a healthy life now. And that is so freeing. And I just feel so grateful to have found this balance. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy for you too. Um, just like, I, I know what it's like to be in that position where you, um, like you say, where you've come so far and then like, and I experience this with clients too, where like, they'll, say have a week off or two weeks off or something happens. And then it's kind of like, well, I've messed up. So what's the point in continuing? It's like this all or nothing mm-hmm. mindset. And, and in some ways, like I, like I credit my, my own success at like in, in, I don't want to say in dieting, but just in general, like having a healthy balanced life from experiencing the imbalance. Do you know what I mean? Like you, mm. you got to experience yeah. that, that contrast and like the bad stuff in order to, find out what works, right? Like you can't, yeah. I mean, there, there probably are easier routes, like, like us being like coaches and stuff and teaching people things and kind of trying to stop them from making the same mistakes we've made. But, uh, but, you know, I mean, as long as you see every failure or roadblock as like a learning opportunity, you know, uh, working on that growth, growth mindset and, uh, you know, just continuing on forward, um, Let's say you've completely embodied that. And uh, I say, I just, I love, um, I love that you are learning that like less sometimes is more. (laughs) 
when it comes to exercise. I do feel like that there's that old saying like no pain, no gain and like rest when I'm dead kind of thing. And it's like not even that anymore. Like no rest or you will be dead. (laughs) Like that's the way I look at it. Right. So what's your, what's your week look like? Like how often are you, um, are you training now? Like what's a week in the life of 1A look like now? Okay. So now, and it's going to change soon, but now, um, Mondays I do PT with Serbio. Tuesday mornings, I do a group training session. So it's a bunch of us. Then Wednesdays it's PT again. Thursdays it's the group training. And then Fridays I try to do like active rest if that makes sense so um i i would just do cardio or um go for a walk and stuff like that and then weekends i actually allow myself to rest which i never did before um and i i i've made my schedule that way because i'm a mom so weekends you know i have my kids and um I just didn't want to be like, I got to figure out how to get to the gym and who's going to watch the boys and all of that. So I chose the weekends as my rest days. Um, and so that's kind of how it goes. Um, but I think in January, I'm going to change it a bit. Um, just the timing. It's still going to be Monday to Friday, but just the timing of it, because working on in the evenings, I find is a setup because so many things can happen where I have to miss my session, you know? anything can happen in the morning. There's nothing happening at six o'clock. So (laughs) if I go to the gym in the morning between five and six, nothing's going to come up. (laughs) No, nobody's calling me. Nothing's going to happen. So there will be no excuse to have to reschedule or skip. And I really want to get to that place where it's second nature. I've been disciplined for a year, but I feel like the next year I want it to be just normal, not the whole, oh, I got to get up. I got to go to the gym. Just get up, go to the gym. You know, I don't yes, know. If that's I love this. Honestly, like spoken <laughs> from experience, I don't know that. I mean, yes, I think it does become normal as in like, it's just as usual as brushing your teeth. Like, I don't know if you've ever laid down at night and kind of forgot and you're just like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom and brush my teeth. Like, it's just like simple things or, or doing your face wash yeah. routine. Like my, I don't know about you, but my face wash routine now, like now that I'm getting older, like I think I have like seven creams that I put on my face now. And it's like, it's like a whole thing. And sometimes I just want to sit down with my ice cream, right? And <laughs> so it, it's kind of in that sense where you're not going to not wash your face and it's not like I'm not going to go to the gym. But like, you know, you get into it and it just becomes a, like, it just becomes an autopilot thing that like, you know, it runs on autopilot. Like, for example, we're going on a staycation this weekend and we've already planned when we're going to do our workout at the hotel gym, just because we know our day's just better with it. We feel better. We just like show up to the world more energized, you know? And, but like, I'll say maybe 20% of my workouts, people at the gym who don't know me would probably think I'm like the most miserable, rudest person. Like, no, I don't want to say rude, but maybe just miserable. Like I don't speak. I'm usually scowling. Like, you know, I just kind of look <laughs> down, like I don't want to be here. And I always feel good after. And I always go, I don't yeah. skip it, but there are going to be those days. Um, just for those listening, like motivation is definitely one of those things that kind of, 
ebbs and flows. Yes. And, and it's that constant taking action um, and then, you know, remembering the results you get from it, feeling those results like, hey, I feel so much better now. And hey, go me. Look what I did today. And that's what keeps you going. Right. And you're on the right track and you're right. Like the more you do it, you know, discipline, it, it, you do have to flex that discipline muscle at the beginning, um, which you have, but it does get easier. And like I said, it, it is a muscle. Like it is something that the more and more yeah. disciplined you are, the better you get at it. That's why they make you make your bed in the army, right? In the morning, like it's, it's practice. It's not because they care about the bed. Like I'm pretty sure they don't care what the bed's like. They've got bigger fish to fry, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It is definitely discipline. Um, and that's why I say it's been more than just a physical journey. Like it, I just feel like everything came together um, because discipline is such an important principle, period, in your life. And I lacked it. I lacked discipline. So if I ate, I ate too much. If I drank, I drank too much, you know? Um, so that's how I ended up overweight, you know? Um, so having discipline in my life, it extended now to my physical health. Um, so I, I love to tell people that everything's connected. Like if the mind's not right, if the heart's not right, the body's not going to be right. And you can be slim and still be unhealthy and still be participating in unhealthy habits um, because your mind and your heart and your soul is not right. And so um, some people start with the physical, they get that, you know, together and it inspires them to work on the other stuff. And then some of us start with, you know, the mental and emotional, and then it ends up impacting the physical, but I think it's all connected and, and total wellness happens when all of it is aligned, you know? Um, and, and I think that's when you get to live your best life. Like I, I believe that right now I'm living my absolute best life and I'm not rich you know, I'm not at my goal weight. I don't even know what that is. Um, but I feel like I'm in alignment with my purpose. I'm living a healthy life. And so I'm joyful. And that's my best life. Honestly, like, I just want to grab your mic, even though I know there's not a big one there. And like, I just wanted to drop it there. Like, I, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was seconds away from standing. Like I was just like, I, I wanted to slow clap again. Like that just, that gave me chills. Cause like, I felt that to my core because you are, you are so right in the fact that it's connected. Um, as someone who has been like 9% body fat, like I was not aligned at that point because I, like you said, when you started your journey, you start off in this place where it's all about you know, the physical aspects of things like, you know, you want to look a certain way, which I mean, isn't necessarily bad because it's what gets people into the gym a lot of the time. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to look your best. But I think there's mm -hmm. like, you know, it's just such an illusion that you're going to reach this weight and stop and be like, okay, I'm done. I feel good now. All my life is perfect. And it's like, no, I'm just a miniature version of myself and I'm still the same. My head's the same. <laughs> Yes. Now I want to give you a standing ovation for that because <laughs> that's what happens. We we like to put um, we like to attempt to avoid fixing our inner being by doing the outside stuff, you know. And of course, we want to look good. Like who doesn't want to look good? 
but I know that feeling good is better. <laughs> so, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, it, it so is like, that's the thing. It's like, you can be, you know, you can look a certain way, but like, if your head's not in the game, like everything in life is about how you feel about it. You know, you can change your story. You can, it's how you view stuff. Like you are holding, I'm holding a pen up right now. It's like, you've got the pen, mm-hmm. you've got the paper. It's like, it's your story, you know? And your story. yeah. And it's like, once you realize that, like, it's just, life just becomes this game and you just become this player and you just, you know, if you mess up, you're like, okay, cool. What can I do next? And, you know, you just don't take it to heart so much. Um, now, I was going to say, before we kind of wrap it up, I try, try and keep these under an hour, but uh, I did have some fun questions for you. Um, <laughs> well, now, now we know what one of your favorite foods are, nachos. So we've already spilled that one. Right. So yeah, I want to know what your favorite exercise is. I want to know what your least favorite exercise is. Um, and then three pieces of advice, if totally putting you on the spot here for someone who may be in, you know, in your shoes where they're like, you know, I really am feeling uncomfortable in my body. I don't know where to start. I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, should I do keto? Should I do this? Like your advice to someone who's just starting, who's listening out, like listening to this podcast right now. Okay. So my favorite exercise, believe it or not, <laughs> I'm surprising myself right now, is like the tire flips, like the big giant tractor trailer tires. And the reason why it's my favorite is because I feel like badass. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> even though it sucks, I just feel really, really cool doing it. <laughs> that is so awesome. I- and you're right. Like the way that looks you know, if you catch that on video, which I, I need to see some videos yeah. of this, um, it, it totally is badass because that's that's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy and I hate it. But then I'm like, yo, you killed that. My least favorite is still the Jacob's Ladder or any like step machine. Like, why? I hate that. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> And and Servio loves it, doesn't he? I think he just I think he just I loves love to it. torture you a little bit at the end, right? He probably gets a kick out of it. He loves it. He loves it. And he saves it till the end. I'm like, why not do it in the beginning when I'm fresh? Like I my legs hurt. I can't do this. <laughs> so, so yeah, and then I guess advice to someone who was where I was a year ago. Um this is probably a little weird, but I I am a meditation coach, so it fits. Um, Picture yourself um, living your best life, your most healthy life. Like sit and visualize what that looks like, what, you know, the perfect day looks like. And then decide to do something every day that brings you closer to that. So for me, um, being 360 pounds was not the vision that I had when I closed my eyes and pictured myself living my best life. So I knew that I had to do something to change it because I didn't picture myself as a severely obese woman. You know, I saw myself as like healthy and fit, but that wasn't reality. And it wasn't reality because I wasn't doing things that supported that. 
And so I would say spend some time thinking about what your best life looks like. And if you're physically incapable of fulfilling that, just do something every day that can bring you closer to that. Because it's not about fat, skinny, you know, it's not about that. It's about living your best life. Can you live your best life in your current body? And if the answer is no, find something. It could be a walk. It could be cutting out soda. Like it can, the starting point can be anything, you know, but every day choose and commit to do something that's going to bring you closer to being able to live that life that you visualized. Yeah. Oh, I love that. The power of tiny little changes and the power of building momentum and visualization. Yeah. Like, I actually don't think that's weird at all. I think that's like the best <laughs> advice. Like that is, I'm, I'm here thinking like, Hey, just get some new running shoes or something like, you know, that was, that was incredible. <laughs> all right. And two, two more pieces of advice. Okay. Oh, two. Oh, two. It was three. Oh gosh. Okay. So after that, after you visualize yourself <laughs> as your best self, I would say, um, tell someone your goal, like, we do not hold ourselves accountable. Like I suck at that. And if you have kids, oh my goodness, if you have kids, tell your kids that you want to do X, Y, Z because they will hold you accountable. My kids are like, you didn't go to the gym today. Why are you eating cake? Da, da, da. You know, so tell someone, you know, just share with someone, be vulnerable for a minute and say, you know, I'm really unhappy in my body right now. I don't know where to start. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm telling you because I want you to hold me accountable to do something. And then the last thing I would say is um, give yourself grace. Um, nothing happens overnight. So give yourself grace. As long as you show up for yourself every day, the results will come. So give yourself grace through the journey. Oh, yeah. That's so powerful. Listen, I, I knew I had you on here for a reason. Like, this is just like, that is that is incredible. Um, I may even make a post with those three points right thereafter. But this is like, that is, it's so true. And like the accountability thing, like it can be a coach. It can be a friend. Like you said, it can be kids because they are brutally honest, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Like, or even, you know, I have, I have people who have started by just making a private Instagram page and documenting their journey and, you know, having a few yes. family friends on there too. And sometimes that can just be super powerful as well. Um, yeah. It's incredible yes. what accountability can do. Cause you're right. Like ourselves, like if I was trying to just stay accountable to myself all the time, I'd probably be sleeping in most days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of made myself accountable by coming, like becoming a fitness and nutrition coach. That was my thing. I was like, well, I can't back out now, you know? So no, no, you can't, you can't back out now. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but that's, uh, honestly, that was incredible. I, I really appreciate you, um, coming on here and sharing, you know, sharing your journey. I feel like I could create like three or four more episodes out of this and we could go in so many different directions. Um, you know, because we align it over align on so many different topics. Um, yeah. You know, and I'd love to like come back and like do you know, even just a chat on the power of meditation and stuff too, because that's something I love. Um, but considering I'm going to keep this 60 minutes today, I like I said to everyone else, I'm going to link Wanae's, um information in the caption, um, in the episode description, I should say. 
So you can check her out. Like I said, her page is just like a, um, it's a happy place and somewhere where you can go and, you know, get some motivation and feel inspired. So I definitely encourage you to check her out. And uh, yes, under a note. So she's friendly in her DM. She's always happy to chat. Um, But yeah, so definitely we'll have you on again. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story. Vulnerable. Yeah. I am, you know, that's, that's all I want to do is give all of this a purpose. Yeah. You know, exactly. Oh, well, I appreciate it. And I will definitely have you back on again. <laughs> Thank you. I can't uh, wait. All right. Bye. Bye.